Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a football Friday. Football is happening as we speak here this morning as the Bahamas Bowl is underway. We'll keep you up to date on that uh, for those of you who fired at the game. Anyways, uh, coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list, we'll start in about oh, 20 minutes or so. Chris Williams will be up first from Iowa Everywhere and Cyclone Fanatic. We'll take a look at the uh, Cyclones uh, as they finish out the year, for the most part, although I shouldn't say that because conference play does begin after Christmas, but we'll catch up with Chris uh, coming up here in about 20 minutes. Uh, Then Bama, Bob, Trent, and I are going to take a look at uh, just a few of the bowl games taking place tomorrow. A couple of other college football topics we will opine on. That's coming up here in about uh, 40 40 after the hour. And then Mike Palm from Las Vegas, Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports, will join us before we hear from Tom Kakert uh, from Hawkeye Report. He'll bring the guest list to a close for a Friday hour picks before we get out of here uh, just before 1 o'clock. Well, he did it again. I'm talking about Brock Purdy. Oh, yes. Um, I thought you were talking about me with my picks. What did you do yesterday? 2-0 and in the college basketball picks. Good for you, man. That's a hell of a role. And boy, do we have a slate tomorrow of college basketball. We'll you know, that thank God, right? Because yes. this has been a stinker of a week. It has. You know, as, as, there, as much football as there is, it's a great slate. You're right, Trent. There's two or three. UCLA's got a big game. Indiana, Kansas play. UCLA, Kentucky? UCLA. Uh, UCLA, they have Kentucky, yes. Kentucky. So here's uh, the rundown. 11 a.m. Yep. Indiana at Kansas. True road game. True road game. Yep. Gonzaga. Against Alabama. That one's going to be played Ooh. in Birmingham. Okay. So, kind of neutral court, but not yeah, really. Yeah. How about a top five matchup with Houston and Virginia? How about that? Two great defensive what time's teams. that one? That's 1 o'clock. Okay. Uh, we go a little later in the afternoon. Ohio State, North Carolina, decent mm-hmm. at 2. Well, if North Carolina can figure it out. Uh, you have that UCLA-Kentucky matchup. That's 4.30 on CBS as they got a triple header. And then late night, ESPN2, another true road environment, as will be Arizona hosting Tennessee. That's really good. That's a good slate. It's, yes. uh, I, mean, I, get, I get that this week's always a bad week because of finals, et cetera, mm-hmm. but uh, good to see. There's just a ton of football tomorrow. There's a ton of football, and those games normally, if this were January or February and football is over, do massive numbers mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow, but they got to share the spotlight with a couple of decent bowl games and then a, a full slate of NFL as far as all the time slots. Vikings early, Browns, Ravens, middle of the afternoon. Uh, and then the Dolphins and the Bills to bring down the curtain on a Saturday, uh, football-wise. Pretty good day of sports. Absolutely. We're due, by the way. The Vegas Bowl being played at one thirty our time. Yeah, and you know why they moved it up? They mm. moved it up because the Raiders have a home game on Sunday. And Interesting. They, they wanted to be able to, whatever they're doing at Allegiant, because mm-hmm. that game was, and by the way, Kirk Herbstreet's on that game. Have yeah. you seen the list of announcers? I have For not. the entire bowl season. No. I have it in front of me. Uh, Iowa, by the way, We'll get uh, Matt Barry, Lewis Riddick. Barry and Riddick. Not bad. Yeah. Barry does a number. Barry, I like Barry. Riddick. Annoying me. He does he? Me. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a Riddick guy. He's a know-it-all. Is he? Yeah. I'm a Riddick guy. 
Uh, the the uh, playoff games, the semifinals, McDonough, Blackledge, they have the Michigan TCU and, of course, Fowler Herb Street. Uh, they will be on the call for Georgia and Ohio State. How about Steve Levy getting this uh, gig for the Bahamas? He always does this one. <laughs> Must have something to the contract, yeah, right? right? I, uh, what, what? I'll, I'll draw the short straw. I'll take this crappy bull game. Oh, by the way, it's in the Bahamas. Yeah. Uh, not not a bad uh, not no. a bad one. Uh, Joe Testator and Greg McElroy of Tennessee Clemson, which is pretty darn good. Uh, what else is there? Tomorrow we get our first ever Fenway Bowl. It's been on the you books for the last that's, three years. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Twenty twenty went away, and then they had a postponement mm-hmm. uh, the year last year in twenty twenty one. So that game has not been played. So we'll get to see it. Have you seen the field? Not the picture looks really really Does cool. It? Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, look. I've been to Fenway. I thought it was great. I'm so yeah. glad I did. It's uh, it might have a by an inch over uh, over uh, Wrigley and um and, and over Yankee Stadium as far as my favorite. All right, let's get back to where we started. Brock Purdy. Yes. George Kittle. Yes. Oh, Fan even had a touchdown. He did have a touchdown. In Quite the, game. the night for the state of Iowa. It, huh? it was phenomenal, and then it didn't end after the game. After the uh, clock struck zeros, because both Purdy and Kittle sat down with the the Amazon crew, and uh, and Cy Hawk came up. I mean, uh, Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick brought it up, and you know, just uh, he, asked, he asked Purdy, um, "How many you, you played in the Cy Hawk game? Uh, how many times were you able to beat Iowa?" And I'm paraphrasing, but it's kind of close to uh-huh. that. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> and then pretty very quickly afterwards, thrown in, threw in a ghost cyclone. So it's great for Iowa State. Mm-hmm. I mean, great for the football program that that Brock Purdy is doing something that no one, I don't care. I'm not even sure his dad. Truly believed. Truly believed that um, that we could see what we're seeing unfold by the last pick, whatever yard is if we were drafted. There's, it's a wonderful story. It it's is. a wonderful story. I hope it keeps going. And the Mr. Irrelevant part of it adds to it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is, for all intents and purposes, kind of a joke, right? I mean, yeah. they throw a parade for him and they yep. do all these different things. and You get a boatload of stuff. You get stuff, <laughs> yeah. but they're kind of poking a little fun. I mean, it's just sure. it's a different way of going about it. You look at the history of the pack mm-hmm. and it just doesn't pan out very often. I think a punter was the only player that's ever been a pro bowler. I thought I've seen two that have played recently. Yeah. And I think there's been one pro bowler as a punter, if, yeah. I, if memory serves. But that aside, to do that, you have that component of it. it it's a story that is grabbing. I mean, I, I have a lot of people that they don't watch 49er games. They're not big NFL people. They watch Iowa. They watch Iowa State. But this has mm-hmm. led more people to become San Francisco fans. And uh, if you're a Hawkeye fan, you got George Kittle on the right, other side. Right. And you get you get that component. I think we're going to see maybe Christmas. Santa might be bringing some 49er jerseys to a few I people wonder, uh, around central Iowa. I think we're going to see a few more of those bouncing around, yes. and certainly young kids. So we wondered what it was going to take for the two fan bases to agree on the on the gridiron, <laughs> right. and, and it might be the San Francisco 49ers that they agree with. Phenomenal game. I mean, the, the first touchdown, the fake left, fake right, down the middles, down the seam. There's George Kittle in the run after. I mean, both of his touchdowns. Talk about athleticism and just want to mm-hmm. out of this guy. Uh, and his Christian McCaffrey. Jeffrey was interviewed after the game when he was asked about his teammate, talked about, yeah, but he blocks too. (laughs) And he does. He's a beast uh, when he's called upon to block. What a terrific player and what a great story. And this is a Niners team. Watch out. Mm -hmm. Watch out. If it's not the Eagles that are coming out of the NFC, I think it's clearly the Niners with that defense and Christian McCaffrey bringing him over in the middle of the season. Who, baby. They've won seven in a row. They are now 10 and four. The defense is elite. Mm-hmm. You have one of the best playmakers in the game in McCaffrey. Yep. You have one of the t- best tight ends in the game. Yep. 
It looks like Debo is going to come back by the end of the regular season. By the end of the regular season, yes. You get him back out there. How far behind are they of the Vikings right now? Half game back. Uh, yeah, it's close. And very Vikings well, have two losses. Uh three. They're three. ten and three. Yeah. Okay. And the Forty ers are now ten and four. So half game back. Vikings can't afford to slip up. No, they can't. And 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 look, they look. If you took the, if you asked football people, if you asked Vegas, you know, Niners Vikings will be favorite. Mm-hmm. Niners would be a significant favorite. Oh, absolutely. Right there, neutral field. They're favored yes. by north of a field goal. I certainly, absolutely are. Before the game, I saw our buddy Kenny White. His power numbers of the NFL. He had San Francisco even before last night mm-hmm. at number four. Did his he? power numbers? I mean, that just shows you. So Bills Chiefs one two in some order. Yeah, was it I, Chiefs Bills or Bills Chiefs? I can't remember offhand, but yeah, and I think Cincinnati was maybe number three. Oh, where's the Eagles? Oh, no, the, 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 I'll have to look. I, I yeah, now I'm kind of up in my head, but I just mm-hmm. remember being surprised how high San Francisco was. That right. was my takeaway from it. They're good. The defense, mm-hmm. uh, Bosa is unbelievable. With this, I mean, how do you block him? Do you remember the? Well, you wait. Yeah, Joey's good, but wait till you see his brother. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait till you see his brother. Also, they're both good. Um, oh, fun game. Well done, Brock Purdy. It was great to see last night, and uh, just the attention and the publicity that they're bringing, and with Kittle on the set and doing what he does the publicity, the pub that they're bringing to Cyhawk. He's like a WWF wrestler too. He and well, that's that's his that's one of his passions, yes, right? Yeah, uh, is that phenomenal, phenomenal football game? Enjoyed each and every single minute of it last night. Uh, and did so on the road. Well, he can't win on the road. Right. Really. It's tough, a environment. tough environment. We talked about it. In front of the 12s, that'll be a different story. You scheme up huh? a play like that first touchdown. Oh, God. Take one way. Just incredible. Take the other. Yeah, down the seam to Kittle, and then he does the rest. Uh, does the rest in the in the football game, and then the defense does what they do. And Christian McCaffrey, bringing him over in the middle of the season, I'm sounding like a broken record, yeah. but it's true. I mean, what a, what a difference in that team. Do you have any Niners futures? I do. I have a lot. So do I. I, I am well surrounded on the Niners and the Ravens. Those are my two biggest investments mm-hmm. of the year. Not going to add any more. I think no, we're, I think we're you... invested enough. Well, what are, what are the Bengals right now? Are you, you must be able to get double digits on them. I'm just trying to find a team in the... In the if, if they're 15 to 1, and I don't think they would be at this point. No. I think they're probably shorter than that. 10, 12? Probably right in that range. Let's bring it up here. NFL Futures as we swing through the NFL tab. Player Futures. No, we want Team Futures to win the Super Bowl. Cincinnati 10 to 1. Mm-hmm. Ravens 22 to 1. Yeah, see, I don't like them trying. Mm-hmm. They got get Lamar healthy. Uh-huh. Dolphins 25 to 1. No. Although, hang on a second. Two has played a number of games in the snow. No, growing up in Hawaii, they're used to this kind of weather. And when it got to Alabama, I mean, my God. Vikings 25 to 1. Nope. Bucks thirty to one. No shot. Chargers thirty five to one. I know that's the one that gets that's you. My soft spot. I've got enough Chargers. Titans, Commanders, both sixty to one. Yeah. How about Lions is ninety to one. Of of these long shots, that might be the one I might be Lions? most willing. Yeah, Just mean, because they get in and it's the NFC. Ninety to one, right? Edging opportunities galore. Ninety to one on they the get in and win a game or two. Who do they have this week? The they- Jets. Great game. In Jetville? Yes. Yeah. Uh, With Zach Wilson at the quarterback Do you spot. like the slated games as far as a betting perspective? Can you grasp any of them? Uh, I have three that I really like. I don't like your Bears this week. I think that's a play, right? Don't I mean, don't the Eagles paste them? 
you would think so, but I mean, kind of line stinks. I thought that would certainly be double digits. I had it when I was making my numbers. What did it open? It opened just over a touchdown, right. I think, and it's gone up. I had it at 11 and a half, and it feels mm-hmm. like everybody's going to be on the Eagles, Bears mm-hmm. coming off a bye. Mm-hmm. Weird environment, cold game. Look ahead for the Eagles because you know what the Eagles have on tap next? What do they have? NFC. That East. Cowboys game. Wow. So I like it. I don't love it. There's a lot of those this week. A lot of like, not a whole lot of love. I love one tomorrow. I, I love the nightcap. You're all over Buffalo. I'm all over Buffalo. I'm all over <laughs> it's Buffalo. It's the two of snow it's thing, isn't two, it? It's the two it is. It absolutely is. I mean, come on. I know he's trying to convince himself that he'll be okay. Right. <laughs> That's what you do. I get it. But you played in Alabama. You grew up in Hawaii. You're not used to snow. He tried to tell us he's used to the snow games. No, you're not. This is entirely different. We did the show yesterday, so let's uh, let's move on to it. Iowa and Iowa State get back in basketball this weekend, both of them? Yes, yeah. It'll be Saturday for Iowa, Sunday for Iowa State. Uh, good to see both of them one more time before they... Uh, is there another game before Christmas, or is this it until after the break? Mm, good question. I would have to look through this. Well, you know what? If there is, they're by games. And they're, they're yeah, not it's Eastern Illinois and over Iowa. Yeah, there's other by games. Anyway, time out. Chris Williams will join us next. Miller and Condon underway on a football Friday. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.8. Just get those bells jingling, ring, ting, tingling, too. Come on, it's lovely weather for stay right together with you. Nelson, Nelson. Connor Connor Welcome back to Boyne Sports Station 106.3K. X and O's, we take you up until 1 o'clock. Willie Nelson. I didn't say it was Willie Nelson, I just said Willie Nelson. <laughs> Let's get to Chris Williams, Iowa Everywhere Cyclone fanatic. I know where he was last week. He was at Circa. Uh, they're our primary sponsor here. We're proud to say it. And uh, Chris Williams joined us. Hello, Chris Williams. Wasn't that something last week? Boy, I had a blast, didn't we? Yeah, it was a good time. It's a good time. I, I actually, uh, I want to go back. I'm ready to go. <laughs> it's it's so, funny yeah. you say, to, you, you, oh, I'm so glad to be home. And then a couple of days later, it gets you again, and you're ready to go yeah. back. Indeed, it is uh, so much fun. Anyways. I could just I could just sit at that sports book all day. You know, like, I think. Even something about it. I, I totally agree, and I think people are, oh, come on, it can't be that great. And then you see it for the first time mm-hmm. and experience it. You Once you pick your draw back, jaw back up and put it in. and Pictures don't do it justice. They don't. They absolutely don't. We've done don't. videos, we've done pictures, and it's just, it is something that you have to see, and until you do, oh, this is what they're talking yes, about. Yes, abso- absolutely. So, uh, did Dr. Williams like it? I mean, I'm, what I'm saying is, um, I've not taken my wife yet. But um, still haven't. No, I still haven't. But that's next time. But what? It, this isn't just guys, Chris, that go to Circa, right? There's so much to do. It's such a great spot. Well, you really don't have to leave the campus. You don't, honestly. Yeah. Like you could just stay there for like four days and not even leave, and you've got everything you need. She loved it. I. Uh, but we're we're like. Um, we talked about this a lot out there. Like I'm I'm the farthest thing from a strip guy. Yep. Like I just, I'm really uncomfortable on the strip. Like I'm, I'm more of a Fremont Street guy. And well, the cool thing about Circa, though, and I think my wife appreciated this about it, is it's nice. You know, no, <laughs> it's say. not like you're. Yeah, it's not like you're staying in some like old casino. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like yep. the old Vegas vacation thought. It's like you're staying on the strip at a place like that, but you don't have to pay. You don't have those type of. I don't mean this in a bad way, but you don't have. Um, the swanky crowd around you, and mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just fun. And I, I said that to Derek Stevens 
I did a podcast with them, Ken, on Friday, and I, the first thing I said to him, you know what I like about this place? Is you don't rip people off. And, yeah. and that's like, I don't know, I, I think he appreciated that being a Midwestern guy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, I'm going to go buy a beer. Okay, you get this giant 32-ounce pour for 10 bucks. It's, it's, and he's right, and that's what it is. They're paying 15 18 at some of the yeah. strip. And I was the strip guy, uh, but I'm so glad I found this place. Anyways, Chris, let's get to... Uh, Let's, we start with Brock Purdy, right? Did You yeah. interviewed him a million times. You saw all of his home games. Did you ever think for a minute that this is what we were going to see? You know, uh, no, no, not this. Not the way it played out. It, another circuit reference, so I was talking with Mike Palm about this. And is Mike coming on today? Yeah, well, now, uh, 12.05, yeah. Okay. We were talking about this. And, like, before Brock's senior year, I mean, most people thought he was going to be a first-round pick, even at that time. Like, he was projected at that. So, like, did I ever think that we'd see Brock in the NFL? Absolutely. I really, truly did. Especially when you saw guys like Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield start to go in that mold, right? That that size became more normal in the NFL. I did think that we would see him. But did I think that we would see him be the last pick in the draft and now all of a sudden – you know, come out of nowhere and be one of the five front runners for NFL Rookie of the Year and potentially be, you know, be leading a quarterback team that a lot of people think could potentially play in the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. Like, I I thought he would be like a 10-year backup in the NFL because mm-hmm. he's so bright. I thought he was going to be George Niang. Like, Niang is a gra- guy who you just want in your locker room. He's smart. He's a good teammate. And he's not going to cause problems. I thought that would be Brock's career. In the NFL. I didn't see this coming. In fact, I thought they were going to lose last night. I bet on Seattle. Did you? <laughs> Sounds like your picks yeah. when you're out in Vegas. <laughs> oh, brutal. One and I nine? Went, I, I went one and nine in you're Vegas. You're kidding. I had one of those you know when we were out there for conference was? tournament week. It sucks. Uh, did you bet Iowa in one of the Seahawks? No. I bet on the first touchdown score in the Raiders game on Thursday night and got it. Really? Jacobs. Um, Which is just basically like throwing a dart. There's no no, it is no. There's no handicapping in that. You're right. It's brutal. It's throwing against the wall and see and, and see if you hit. So, um, it's the, where are we at as far as the football program? You thought that uh, there would be no more coaching announcements until after signing day, or there are this kind of calm down. And I don't even know what's left, really. Trent or Trent, Chris? I called you Trent when we were out there doing our podcast yeah, too. Got a major <laughs> problem. Here. Yeah. Um, so what did uh, what, what's left, Chris? They have three spots now to hire. Um, now, the thing is that I'm hearing is that Matt Campbell is, uh, he's such a fan of Nate Shieldhouse. He's letting Nate kind of piece together a lot of what he wants his offensive staff to be, which I think is, I, I think it's smart. And, and I don't know, maybe Shieldhouse will be a bust. I don't know. But if you're going to go with the guy, let him get his guys. And mm-hmm. of course, Matt has a say in that. But that's how John Haycock handles the defense. And I think. That's what Matt is wanting um, with whoever was leading the offense. But I think Jake Waters, the old Kansas State quarterback who's been an analyst, I I would be shocked if he's not on the staff Mm -hmm. in some capacity. So keep an eye on that. And then they've got a couple others. And I just, like, just just me, like, I want, like, an old veteran offensive line coach. I don't care where he comes from. I want a guy who's been on the field coaching – for 20-plus years to be running that offensive line group. That is my uh, personal Santa Claus wish list for Iowa State football. 
in the next couple of weeks. But, yeah, they've got three spots. I think Kyle Kemp will be on staff in some capacity. He's been a grad assistant mm-hmm. the last two years. Yep. I don't think he'll be an actual like staff member, but I could see him being promoted to like an analyst or something like that. Um, but, yeah, they, I, I my guess is that they know and there's so much going on with recruiting, you know, these last days leading up to next Wednesday that they'll probably make an announcement after that. But they've had, you know, like Derek Hoodger, their um, recruiting director, they've had their recruiting guys out on the road because you can, you can put people out there in place of the guys you've lost, right? And they've had people who are out on the road familiar with this class, and I think that that's the strategy. And then, boom, you hit signing day. And I don't know if you make the announcement before – the holiday or not, um, but regardless, I, I'm guessing they've got it pretty much done. Offensive line coach Shieldhouse, he's wide receiver coach along with coordinator. Maybe he could become quarterback coach if you find a wide receiver guy. And with three openings, boy, it'd be great to have a full-time dedicated special teams coach, wouldn't it? Boy, you'd think so. Yeah. I just wonder, I wonder too, I think Matt wants to do that from what I've heard. Um, and I wonder if Joel Gordon leaving to go with um, Alex Golish in South Florida helps with that. Cause I think, listen, like Matt is very stubborn on this. All coaches are stubborn. Matt, especially like, just like it's how he was brought up. And there's a lot of coaches out there who don't have a dedicated special teams coach. It's just, it's been a disaster at Iowa State. But I mean, Rhodes didn't have one for the longest time. Like we, you know, like it, and he had good special teams, so it can work. Um, but I think that, that new opening probably gave him a little more flexibility to do something like that if he wants. So mm. we'll see. I I don't know, uh, but if he does do that, it's going to be like a seismic shift in the way he's always um, put together coaching staffs. Uh, Golish sure. is South Florida. I, I thought maybe there might be um, you know even a, a better opportunity. Not this is first chance to, to be a head coach. I get it, so you take it. But I, I thought maybe that there might be a Power Five opportunity for him, Chris. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe down the road. I'm, I'm kind of the – Tom Herman used to always kind of talk to me about this when he took Houston, right? He could have had Power 5 jobs before he got to Houston, but he knew he could win there. And then that would lead to a better Power 5 job, right? Instead yeah. of taking a bad – like, instead of going the Chris Ash route and being like, oh, I'm going to go to the head coach at Rutgers where you know you're going to fail because mm-hmm. everybody fails. And I just wonder if that's what Alex is going through his head. I actually talked to Alex earlier this week. Um, and he's pretty bullish on that. I mean, think about it. That league, you're losing all of your best teams to the Big 12. They're in the American, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that league is kind of like the new Conference USA. You've got a sweet little recruit. And, and Alex is the best recruiter that I've seen in the Campbell era. I think he's Better really than Shieldhouse? Yeah. I mean, I think if you look at a lot of the guys like that he brought in, when he brought them in, you remember when Alex was doing it, they were – you know, yeah. they were brand new. That's true. Yep, that's they true. didn't have this foundation, and I, I, I think he's really good. Um, but I, I think one, I wonder if if he had the opportunities of some of these bad Power Five jobs. I mean, you still get paid a lot of money, and now you're at South Florida, which doesn't have a lot of success. But if you look in this new league, and you look at your recruit, recruiting, and like some of the advantages you have down there. I think it makes a lot of sense, actually. It's a long game, not not mm-hmm. get your check immediately. And, like, some guys like Ash will do that. And, man, I mean, will he ever get another Power 5 job? Like, I don't know. We'll see. 
Last thing for me, it is the debut of Sunday for Trey King. Boy, mm. I've never been so excited to watch an Iowa State-Western Michigan matchup in anything. But on, <laughs> on plus. Yes, that one, I mean, it makes it intriguing just to see because we've talked about him, we've heard about him, 6-7-2-30, a bucket getter, a team that needs offense. What are your expectations, at least initially here for Trey King? Less than most people, I think. Mm. I mean, it's not him. It's just he hasn't played in two years. Right. You know, like to expect him to just have two two games and then be this. I, I mean, I I think at the end of the year, if he's playing 20 minutes a game and averaging, you know, 7-5, I think that'd be really good. I think it really helps this team win, honestly. like, But I don't – the one thing people don't realize – it was when he was at Eastern Kentucky. People think he's like this shooter. Well, he was a five in that league, and it pretty easy to break. He's going to be a four at Iowa State against Big 12 defenders. It's going to be tougher for him to pop out and hit a three, right? So, like, I, listen, I'm I, he's going to help them. This is a net gain for Iowa State, no doubt. They're a better team with him. I just don't think he's going to go out there and be Jameel McKay, like that type mm. of an emergency. You know, mm-hmm. his job was easy. Go out there, run the floor, get some lobs. Yep. You know, Trey King is going to be a better Alter defender. some shots. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to be much of a three-point threat. I do think that he will be a better finisher around the rim. Like, I, I think the guy, the odd man out, or if you had to ask me, like, he's kind of a net zero right now when it comes to offense. And I think King will be better than him in that capacity and probably a better, believe it or not, I think his body's a body's more ready to be a defender in the Big Twelve. I think Ward was really good at that level, and I think he's, you know, he's he's more of a natural five, but he's not as good as Jones and Oshun, right? So I'm just trying to piece together. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like, where are these minutes going to come from? I kind of see him being a guy who loses out. Hmm. Chris Williams, Iowa Everywhere Cyclone fanatic. Chris, we will uh, talk to you after Christmas. uh, So enjoy the uh, next week with the family, the girls, uh, and we'll talk to you just before the Baylor game. Merry Christmas, Chris Williams. Thank you. Sounds good. Appreciate you guys. Take care. Thank you, Chris Williams, Cyclone fanatic. And now uh, Iowa Everywhere. Uh, It's uh, 25 minutes before noon. We'll take our time out, come back, talk a little college football with Bama Bob. Trent and I will be back after these quick messages. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.210 4th Street. Station 106.3 kicks. You know, time to talk college football. We'll take a look at some of the games uh, being played tomorrow. Also, one later on this afternoon, top 25 matchup. Trent with a significant opinion. Yeah, this is maybe one of my favorite bowl plays. Certainly up to this point, well, we're two games in, but just for <laughs> the weekend as a whole, yeah. this is on my list. This has been circled for a long time, and the point spread keeps giving me more points, so I've added a couple of times here have over the you? last day and a half. Yeah, have you? Have you? Bama Bob joins us. Hello, Bama. Trenton Ken, how are you? 
I'm great, guys. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, a lot of ground to cover with you, so let's get right to it. Before we ask you, you know, just obviously put it in the same uh, sentence if you want, just about Mike Leach and, and what, what he meant to college football. I want to ask you, Bama, um, you know, following the SEC West as close as you do, how difficult, and it must be really difficult, I would assume, how difficult a job is Mississippi State? Uh, I mean, it's it's really you say it's really difficult, but you know Dan Mullen had him. I think ranked number one at one time when he had Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, uh, uh, Dak Prescott, yes. Yeah, exactly. And that, that and Bam, if you, you know, got a quarterback, you got a chance, Ken. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, I, I just it, it's difficult. There's no question. Um, there's a lot of talent in the state of Mississippi. I think it was made a little more difficult when Lane Kiffin got to Ole Miss because he can recruit. Um, you think about. The state of Mississippi, you know, a month ago, they had Deion Sanders, Lane Kiffin, yeah. and Mike Leach, yeah. and now we're down to, to Lane Kiffin. Um, but, you know, it, he is obviously the the, the tragedy here is, is for his family and yeah. his friends and his players and, you know, his coaching fraternity, uh, that sort of thing. What a tree he had, man. Awesome. Go back and look at that. Unbelievable. Uh, none other than Lincoln Riley on that. Um, but, you know, for for guys like us who just who who watch the sport, like the sport, talk about the sport, um, it, you know, to me, it's he never took himself too seriously. I mean, in anything, it seemed like um, it's just even from the, the the sweatshirt he wore on the sidelines, it looked like he bought it off a rack at Walmart. You know, it just said state on it. I mean, it could be anything. Not Mississippi, no logo, no NCAA, SEC. This said state. Um, he never, you know, he he was great with clips. I mean, there's all the you've seen all the stuff floating around, you know, YouTube and and Twitter and everything. But he's kind of like a modern day Spurrier. But Spurrier kind of went after people. You know, he'd go after his favorite target was Fulmer, obviously. Yeah. Um, can't spell citrus without UT. Um, <laughs> you know that one. And then you know he'd go after Bowden in the Florida State. But uh, Leach was more kind of self-deprecating, and you know you just go back and and. Again, I'm not picking on Jimbo Fisher. I think everybody knows that. But you, you look at what Jimbo Fisher carries on the sideline, or Andy Reid. Just these huge play cards. Mike Leach had like an index card yep. over there, and you know, so it was all in his head. And um, he never really seemed to want the spotlight. I mean, he's coached. I, I can't think of three more outposts, right? In you know, in Power Five conferences than Lubbock, Texas, Pullman, Washington, and Starkville, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Now. Bobby Louder came out today. I don't know if you saw this um, today or yesterday, uh, and he was one of the big time Auburn boosters that was involved in the whole Petrino Tuberville thing. Very private guy. Hardly ever gets a quote out of any. You know, never one of these Auburn meddlers. And he came out and said, "Man, I wish we'd have hired Mike Leach." Mm. Um, and so I, I just think that all those things has made him unique, and he's really going to be missed. And it's just a shock that we're not. It's one thing when a coach retires or is fired, and you know they go to the, you know the studio show or whatever it is. But just to think that we're not going to have this guy around anymore is 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 just a stunner, and and a, I think a big loss for the sport yep. beyond obviously, like I said, his immediate family, and he he's he's going to be missed, no doubt. I, I Trent and I kind of opined on this early in the program, um, and I and, and Trent. 
kind of stopped me in my tracks. Is I think he's right. He does that a lot, by the way, Bama. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not <that> always. <laughs> true, but you both right. Yeah, <laughs> forty-one bowl game. I just thought, Bama, we were we were coming to the end of, of the bowl system as we know it. Once we get to the playoff, you know, we know we see all the opt-outs, and I'm not I'm not being critical there. I I totally understand yeah, it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But Trent's point, I think, is ESPN wants content, mm-hmm. and there's I'm guessing there's. Over a million people sitting here watching Miami of Ohio and UAB right now on and a Friday. you can't get that you with can't. first take. You don't get that nope. with the college basketball game, college football, yep. even in this, where we have a middle-of-the-road uh, future American athletic team against a bad Mac team, and this is going to get probably one and a half million viewers mm. on a Friday starting more in the morning. You're going to keep putting these games yeah. on. Yeah, there will be 12 teams that get to the college football playoff, and that's ultimately what it's about. But these games are going to still be there. Will there be 41? Well, remember, we're going to have also eight more playoff games. Yeah. So maybe that number dwindles, but it's not going to be, I don't believe, a huge change because it's ultimately about content. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I can tell you right now, there's a million and one because i got it on in the background. <laughs> Ken's got it in his studio. i got it in my studio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, it's, you're right, though. It, I think no matter what, you're going to see – uh, it is, it is driven. I mean, just, you just, I'm looking at the bowl schedule here and you just, there's a few of them, you know, obviously with ABC, but that's really ESPN as well. Yep. I mean, there's not much that's not televised by ABC or ESPN. I think Fox has a couple and Barstool CBS Sports, has, whatever that is, has one, whatever that is, Ohio and Wyoming. Gosh, I guess I'll have to miss that somehow. Yeah. Um, you know, but you know, CBS, but people will watch it. CBS yep. has the, the Sun Bowl. bowl. Yeah. Kind of the only one they get, but everything else is ESPN and the Holiday uh, Bowl is is uh, always Fox, though, is it not? Which I love, yeah, yeah, it is, and I love that game. I love it this year too, as a matter of fact. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it is content. It's you know what else? What else are you going to have on yeah. right now? I mean, if 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 you didn't have Miami of Ohio and UAB on ESPN, what would you have? Would you I'd have, have the TV off. First te- yeah, you'd have your reruns of First Take or, you know, Get Up or, you know, NFL Live or whatever it is, and now you've got live college football. Uh, and you'll have, a, you know, a game right after that. And, you know, you've got mm-hmm. six tomorrow. So, I mean, it's just, it, you know, it, it is it is what I, I don't think we're ever going to see those dwindle down to 20 or 25 or whatever because of, of the content and the amount of money. Can I stop you guys and go in a totally different direction mm-hmm. just because I'm watching this commercial? And I think I figured it out, and it made me cry. The 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 snow globe, mm-hmm. mom's gone, right? Yeah, passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I yeah. thought too. Okay, yeah. and when it finally yeah. dawned on me what Dad had done by making the snow globe outside, gusher, <laughs> like it is right yeah. now. <laughs> Anyways, now um, yeah, when you get to this age, I cry commercials. I do, and I'm not ashamed to say yeah. it. Uh, but, well, you know, I mean, you know, listen, there's. <laughs> There's a lot of things that make you cry when you get to get R.A. Yeah, you know, right. And you th- think this the R.A. Is makes you cry some days, too. <laughs> yeah, it it's like, hey, look. Yeah, just in pain <laughs> getting out of bed. Uh, anyways, yeah, exactly. let's yeah. get to these games, boys. Uh, Bama, be ready, because I know Trent, what Trent's going to say. Stay tuned for picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. We've got this one early. Uh, it's Troy UTSA. Uh, Trent, you're going to make in your picks, I'm assuming? Yeah, that one is uh, locked and loaded. In fact, very well could be my best bet wow. of the weekend. And you're grabbing points. How do you see this one, Bama? Ah, uh, man, I, you know, I love Troy. I love what they've done this year. Just really under the radar, 11-2. and two. Um, But, man, UTSA, that, that's just a program. That's one of those that you just kind of think is right there. I mean, they're just right there. They're, they're two losses are to, you know, Houston and Texas. 
Um, everything else, they've run the table. Was it 10 in a row, 11 in a row, whatever it is right now? Um, I, I just, you know, they won the, the Sun Belt over North Texas. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I know Trent loves them, and I, I, it sounds like he's, he's on Troy. And, yeah. You know, that's, yeah. Uh, you know, but. Who's also won 10 I, I don't know, but. Exactly. Uh, I, I just, there's something about this UTSA team. I've, I've liked them for a couple of years. Um, I like them in this game. I don't know about the points. I, mean, I just think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be up and down. It's great weather. It looks like 70 degrees in Orlando. Can't ask mm. for much better than that. Um, so I, I like UTSA. And again, I know nothing about opt outs in this game. I'm going to go right in there. Yeah. It, it is so hard across the board. Mm-hmm to figure out who's in and who's out much less, you know, a game like this. But, um, you know, you can look if you want to, if you, if, if you have a, uh, a, a different interest in it, other than just viewing it, uh, you will know who's in and who's out, but I'm going to go against, uh, Trent on this one. I, I like the road runners. I don't know about the cover. Uh, I like the money line on the Roadrunners. Um, I just think they're that good. I'm going to watch the Cincinnati-Louisville game because it's at Fenway Park. I want to see what the stadium yep. looks like. Trent said he's seen a picture of it. It looks phenomenal. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cincinnati-Louisville, yep. Trent. Talk about the great unknown. You have one coach, coach yeah. leaving. Yeah. yeah. You have the sidelines on the same side. I mean, can you just sit in the middle and call plays for both teams? Satterfield, mm. it just you got the weird component to it. This is two teams I just don't have a feel for. This is... There's not many stayaways in my world, as you guys know, as it pertains to gambling. It's <laughs> true. This is absolutely a stay away for me. Watch how the game unfolds. Enjoy the scenery of Fenway Park. A cold bowl game. Don't want a lot of them, but every once in a while they can be fun. Yep. This is a watch for me. Yeah. How about you, Bama? Yeah, same thing. Um, I was watching the uh, Bruins game last night, and they had the two interim coach. Dion Branch is the interim coach for Louisville. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I? Uh, the former former Patriot. Yeah. Um, so he is. Uh, they had the two interim coaches on there, you know, and uh, because Brahm and Fickle are gone, and they both talked about how excited they were. They got to the stadiums, uh, you know, separately yesterday, I guess it was, and you know, their kids are throwing baseballs around, you know, nice. Fenway Park, and it's you know around the Green Monster, and and it is. It's a weird layout, man, because there's there, like you said, I think both both sidelines are on the same side on it, uh, kind of like they had to do at Wrigley Field that one year, and. Uh, I can't remember who played this. Northwestern and uh, Illinois. Yeah, I think you're right, Trent. Was it somebody like that? Um, but yeah, it, it's just one of those. Uh, it's one of those unique stadiums. They used to do it at Candlestick, or not Candlestick, Oracle Park. They yep. had the same thing out there when they played in the baseball stadium. The thing is, you got to look out because there's not a lot of the end zone. Kind of runs right mm-hmm. up against that Green Monster, and um, you know you better get the toes down and duck. Um, but <laughs> you know these two teams are a hundred miles apart, and they're going to go to Boston to play. I like it. I mean, 10 a.m., early game, give it to me. Yep. I'm all over it. Venue, like you said, I have no idea about the game. Um, really, because of the two interim coaches, you just don't know how this, you know, the kids are going to react and how staffs are going to you know, form and all that kind of stuff and who's looking for a job and all that kind of thing. But uh, it'll be entertaining. I'll watch it just for the venue, if nothing else. Uh, let's go to tomorrow. Uh, stay on tomorrow, Trent. Let's uh, head to Las Vegas, shall we? <sighs> Oregon State kind of moves my needle a little bit in this one. Mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson's out. Florida got to have some athletes. I was yeah. assume just underachieved this so, year. So is Kitna, by the way, forever. Yeah, and and rightly so. Uh, and boy, rightly oh boy, so. Oh boy, oh boy, what, what an embarrassing story that is, Trent. Yeah, isn't it though? You get Vegas. How does Florida travel? You know, year number no. one, you're six and six. Yeah, no. 
You can get there. You can probably get there cheaper than any other bowl destination, but really going there, motivation, certainly on Oregon State side. They're so physical. Just the ability mm-hmm. for the Beavers to run the football. I absolutely love what they do in that component here. That's a huge number. And that's that's what scares me from a betting perspective. I like Oregon State, but that number at least has me second-guessing point spread-wise. But yeah, I think the physicality of Oregon State here, they're certainly going to win this football game. Ten? I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah. What did it open at, you know? It wasn't that big. It wasn't, no. It was under a touchdown and positive. Jesus. Uh, uh, Bama, you're, you well, like Oregon State? I love them. I mean, I don't know. You're right. Florida, no Anthony Richardson. Uh, could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. I mean, he's been up and down this year, but... Your defense is just awful. I mean, we saw Vanderbilt run all of them. What is Oregon State? How many? I mean, I'd love to see an over/under on the rushing yards for the Beavers tomorrow. I'd put it at about 180, uh, and probably take the over. I just think one team is motivated, and that's Oregon State. I can tell you, I know several Gator alums. They could not care less about this game. Mm. Um, I, you know, listen, they'll have some fans out there because they travel an SEC team, and like you mentioned, easy to get to. Probably, uh, you know, they'll travel out of Orlando or Jacksonville or Tampa or wherever they live and, you know, have a nice little uh, nonstop flight out to Vegas, easy to get to. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of just buzz around it from the Florida perspective, none. Uh, I got to think Oregon State is fired up to play an SEC team, even if they're down year, uh, just because, you know, they don't get, they don't get a shot that often. Uh, I just I love Oregon State. Listen, I'd lay the points. I mean, I'm looking at it right now on ESPN. It says minus nine. Uh, I have seen it at ten. At nine, I'd jump all over it. I, I just don't know how Florida's going to react without Richardson. Um, I remember it was it a couple of years ago? They had I don't know what bowl it was. It was maybe it was Mullins the year before he got fired. They had like they dressed like 47 players or something crazy like that because of all the opt outs and COVID and everything yeah. else and. I don't know who's going to show up for Florida, but I know Oregon State's going to show up, and I, I love the Beavers in this situation. Uh, one more from t- tomorrow. Uh, Fresno State uh, going up against Washington State. Uh, Fresno State's had a hell of a year. They're they're a good team, Trent. Yeah, Hainer, when he's healthy. Is he going to play? It sounds that way. And he is. They're, they're a completely different team when he's out there. I, I In fact, if he doesn't play, if we get a late opt-out, I would guess Washington State would be very close to being the favorite in this game. Because they the opened as the favorite, and right. now they're getting four and a half. So that tells, that tells you is all you need to know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 90% of the money right now on Fresno State, 76% of the tickets. Jeez. I think I'd be grabbing the points here with Wazoo, and Fresno State, as good as they have been lately, and, and kind of rebuilding and, and getting that offense going with Hayner, there's still some questionable kind of metrics that, that point their way. Washington State, inconsistent this year, but mm-hmm. you know, okay, they're a, they're a solid Pac-12 team. I think I'm grabbing the points with Wazoo. How about you, Bama? I'm staying away from this one. I I, I get what you're saying. Um, I'm interested in it, though, because Washington State is one of those teams that, you know, that little rough patch in the middle of the season. You know, the, the rough patch being losses to USC, Oregon State, and Utah. That's a pretty rough patch, three games in a row. Um, so, and then, you know, they, they beat who they were supposed to beat, Stanford, Arizona State, Arizona, they did lose to Washington at the end in the Apple Cup. Um, that was kind of a weather game in Michael Penix. But uh, Fresno State, haven't, I, really, I, I know the quarterback's good. Um, he is going to play. I think that's really good uh, for them. Gives them a, a, a better chance. But I just, you know, they won the Mountain West beating Boise. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know enough about them. But this is a, this is a fun game. This is a team that Fresno State, that probably thinks they can play in the Pac-12. Um, you know, if, if and in fact, if the Pac-12 chooses to expand, you know, this is one of those teams that you like. Yeah, you know, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I just, 
Um, I don't know. I don't have a I don't have a betting feel for it just because I I really haven't seen either one of these teams much. But I like the fact that you got two West Coast teams here. Uh, one with a, maybe a chip on the shoulder on their shoulder, and the other one, um, you know, just just kind of a middling Pac-12 team that that has had a good year. Any generally for Washington State, any bowl, any year that ends in a bowl game is a good year. So yeah, for sure, should be entertaining. I think it's a, is it at SoFi? It is at SoFi. So uh, you know that'll be that'll be interesting to see how many fans each team brings. <laughs> but that's a that's a good bowl game, and it's on ABC. So I mean that's that's one that you know will get a lot of eyeballs. Uh, last thing, uh, not you can't use a New Year's Six bowl. Is there a bowl game after Christmas? Before Christmas, that you're looking forward to, Trent? It's, but from even from a betting perspective, you got one? No, because we talked it's about too this early this week. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's too early. Yeah. You still don't know opt-outs. You know, I know Penix for... is playing, so that's where I would go. Okay. Alamo Bowl, Texas versus Washington. Yeah. I like the Alamo Bowl. I like where it fits television-wise with an 8 o'clock kick. Maybe Oregon, North Carolina, because the jerseys will look pretty. That, okay, <laughs> just, if for no other that's, reason. That's where we are right now, at least for me with bowl games. It's just it's such a completely yep. different experience. Uh, what about you, Bama? Is there one? Yeah, there's two. I, hey. I, I love the Holiday Bowl. Uh, Nick yeah. is playing. You know, Bo Nix, uh, Drake May, both in there. Ooh. I love them. Yeah, I mean that'll be that'll be a fun game. Yeah, I will. Mean, that's Fox seven o'clock uh, on the twenty eighth. So <clears throat> with Nix in that game, I like it a lot better. Obviously, so that's a that's a pretty good quarterback matchup i don't know about the rest of the team but those two you know with those two guys under center that's going to be fun i tell you what i really like man i like the uh the gator bowl notre dame and south carolina i mean that's that's a pretty good think of the seasons that south carolina rent phenomenal into the year really i mean if they hadn't beat tennessee would TCU be in the playoff right now? Yeah, right now. Fair question. Bama, the music's playing. That means we're out of hour. Uh, we will uh, well find. We'll do something next week mm-hmm. before Christmas, Bama. Yep. Uh, so uh, talk to you next week. Enjoy the weekend, Bama. Thank you. Look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Yep. Take care, Bama. Bob, uh, Trent, and I talking college football. Hour two off to Vegas with Mike Palm to start it off. Tom Cakert on the Hawks. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three KXNO.